a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Have you completely dedicated every part of yourself to And I said, well, what's the answer? And she says, that's the trouble. The answer is always no. I said, well, let's ask the question a different way. Has Jesus given everything for you? Has he dedicated his whole life to you? Has he invited you into his heart? And the answer to that is a glorious and gracious and conscious, freeing, comforting yes. Uh, only then we, we hear the gospel, that Jesus Christ came to earth, uh, was born of a Virgin Mary, lived a perfect life uh, in our place, and died the death that we deserved, took on the full wrath of God. All that was done for us so that we could be called righteous and holy in the eyes of God. That's not going to help with the who wants to date a seminarian hotline right there. <laughs> and you're listening to another edition of Table Talk Radio. What? Uh, Table Talk Radio? <laughs> everyone's favorite theological game show. Yes, the one and only. You know that, that theme song? People, people haven't uh, had the best reaction to our new theme song on the, on the forum. Uh, I think we've been accused of trying to be seeker-sensitive on there. <laughs> Lord forbid. <laughs> We're going after... What is that song? How does it sound again? Uh, that's, uh, who are we seeking with that kind of music? Yeah, that's right. The, yeah. the hip... Are we trying to cover up the fact that we're kind of theological dorks? <laughs> well, I do, by the way, want to thank uh, someone who helped uh, with that, uh, Jeremy Weathers. He, uh, you know, th- these these voices that you hear at the beginning, uh, he, he's able to, to get these voices in for us, uh, and, and he was able to, to do that free charge for us. So we, we're very thankful to that. And uh, so thank you, uh, Jeremy Weathers, in uh, Yuma, Colorado, for that. Okay, right well, on, today we have a, a great Table Talk Radio lineup for you. We are first playing Bumper Sticker Theology, and uh, then we're playing some praise song crunching, ending up with some contemporary or traditional. Now, I, I think what we should do for Bumper Sticker Theology is that those of you that are driving around in the road listening to us, either on the radio or on podcasts, you, you should if you're driving behind someone that has a goofy bumper sticker and you see it, you should call in our listener comment slash who wants to date a vicar hotline, and you should leave that bumper sticker on our voicemail, and then we'll talk about it on the air. And so that number is 866-851-851. <laughs> Five five two three. I knew I you didn't I know, know, so I just went. Um, but you, got, you that are listening, you could program it right there into your phone. TTR Table Talk Radio, and uh, and when you see a goofy bumper sticker, call us and uh, and let us know what it is. Yeah, and if it's a, a double whammy if you see a bumper sticker that says "I want to date a vicar," so I mean that's <laughs> twice as many points you get for that. So eight six six eight five one five five two three. All right, we ready to do some theological buzzwords? I'm ready. My theological buzzword for you is adoption, and uh, we use this in theological terms in talking about uh, our entrance into God's family. And this is uh, maybe best seen in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, which says, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs, and heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ. Indeed, we suffer with him, 
so that we may also be glorified with him. Nice. And my theological buzzword for you is incarnation. Uh, this is the word that we use to describe the coming of our Lord Jesus into the flesh. So we know that the Son of God was eternal. God was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Always was, never a time when he wasn't. But in the incarnation, the Son comes down into the womb of the Virgin Mary, and our Lord Jesus takes upon himself our humanity so that he is both God and man at the same time. He is God incarnate, or in the flesh. And so that's what we mean when we say incarnation. Incarnation. All right. Bumper sticker theology. Before we get into our, our slightly theological bumper stickers, I, I, want, I have a few favorites that I found in the process of finding these that I think are pretty funny that have nothing to do with theology. Are you ready? Yes. Here, there's this bumper sticker that says, um, I heart my dog or I love my dog. You know, it has the heart there. Yeah. Well, So it's that, but it has the, uh, the, the card playing symbol for the spade laid over the heart. What is that? Oh. <laughs> well, that took me a little while. <laughs> and the other one that I liked was the dyslexic cow says, oom. <laughs> oh, man. That's like the dis- – do you heard this joke about the dis- di- di- yes. dyslexic uh, atheist who oh, yeah. didn't believe in dogs? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, we should probably talk about some other bumper stickers. Uh, the first one we have says this, Bin Laden supports school prayer. <laughs> I love this one just as an example of uh, being able to look at rhetoric and, and how rhetoric functions and, and, a, and a rhetorical device, because obviously this person is against school prayer uh, or prayer in schools which was apparently outlawed by the Supreme Court. I don't know all the details of that. Maybe I should. Uh, back in the 50s or something, they said, hey, no more praying in schools. And um, and uh, and the, the the kind of conservative Christian right politically has, has said that since the, we stopped praying in school, all sorts of social ills have resulted from that. Uh, and so they're pushing for prayer in school. Now the opponent would then say, look, bin Laden also wants prayer in school. And so the point is you can find someone that... that uh, that everyone disagrees with, that everyone uh, thinks is a terrible person. And then if they're for what your opponent is for, then you just point it out and you seemingly have won the debate, right? So so say, uh, so say I'm an opponent of radio. We, uh, we're trying to undo radio here. Table Talk Radio is a secret <laughs> plot to try to undo all the radio stations. We're, we're, pretty, sure, we're pretty successful at that so far. <laughs> making sure nobody, Our people stop listening. Our show turns more radios than any other. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I'm against radio and uh and so I'm I'm against people who who want radio and also Hitler liked the radio. So I say something like uh Hitler loved the radio. And so now <laughs> if you love the radio then you're like Hitler. If you want prayer in school then you're like uh Obama uh, bin Laden. Uh uh so that you uh, uh can can just distance yourself your opponent from their argument by pointing out someone wretched who who wanted the same thing. Okay, but with that said, isn't there something also to be said about if there was school prayer allowed, and, and we're talking about public public prayer, obviously. We're not, I mean, it's not, this isn't like, you know, children are forbid from praying before they eat their lunch in the cafeteria. Um, but if you know, we allow public school prayer, what's to say that the, the Muslim can't get up and, and do their prayer? And the and the Buddhist and the and the Hindu and all this other and the Buddhist and the atheists, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's one of the reasons why the Lutherans were never really big fans of 
of prayer in public school because who knows if someone's going to get up there and pray to Mother Earth that she would rain her blessings down on the flowers outside or some goofball something like this. Uh, so we, uh, the Lutheran said, look, we'll just have our own schools where we can pray and do whatever we want. Uh, that's the that's the way we're going to do it. And I think that's true. I remember I went to this high school uh, where my math teacher had three minutes of meditation uh, nice. before each math class. You meditate so on it, numbers or what? I, no, he would, Multiplication. He would, put, <laughs> he would put on this goofy Indian music or whatever. He we, it, People would bring in tapes and we'd sit there for three minutes and, and center, quote, center ourselves to get ready for doing higher math. What a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> and if anything turned me off to prayer in school, it was that. Because who knows what kind of kook is going to stand up there and pray to who knows what. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Square root. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have time for maybe one more. Do you want to oh. do, do born again pagan or God told me what to tell you? Let's do God told me what to tell you. How about that? Okay. Well, I think th- I think that I mean these kind of bumper stickers are people making jokes, you know. Uh, in other words, someone and and I think people buy these bumper stickers that kind of fit their personality, but take it one step further. So here's a person who's pretty bossy, who thinks they're right all the time, and they see and and a friend of theirs sees this bumper sticker and says, "Hey, that's something you would say." And then they say, "Yeah, yeah, I'll buy that bumper sticker and and devalue my car by putting it on the back." But uh, <laughs> but but the problem with this sort of thing is not that people kind of have a domineering personality but there are people out there who act like this in the church god told me what to tell you and this and it and it manifests itself in on two sides of the coin you have on the one hand kind of the fundamentalist pentecostal churches that say uh that they're getting a word from god that the holy spirit speaks directly through their prophets and their apostles and so you now have to listen to them because they're the authoritative teacher in the church. I told you about this guy that I met at, in in uh, McDonald's somewhere in northern Utah or somewhere, and he was an apostle, and he told me because I was a pastor I was lower on the list, so I had to submit to his authority. And here we were just having ice cream in the playground at McDonald's, and this guy's, you know, and I said, well, what's your message from God to me? And he says, "You, the message is you have to submit to God's apostles like me. <laughs> oh, brother. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, what a mess. And then he also then handed me a card because he was he was a part-time apostle and part-time owner of a gun and knife shop. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, a lot of the – kind of like tent making, you know. But That's right. But on the other side, there's the – in the liberal churches, you also have this God told me what to tell you. And that – and we see that mostly in the idea that the Holy Spirit speaks – continues to speak through the church – and so you have all of these social statements and moves in the church to depart from historic Christianity uh, with things like women pastors, ordination of uh, homosexual men and women to be pastors and all of this stuff. And, and how do they justify it is that the Holy Spirit continues to speak. So God speaks to us, and now you better listen to us and do what he says. You better not question if we're right or wrong, because this is coming directly from God. But both of these are departures from the clear word of God. Where, where God speaks through his apostles and prophets to us and to the church for all time. That's right. Well, let's do some praise song crunching, shall we? Yes. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back crunching your favorite praise songs right here on Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio. 
is rockin' awesome. Carry on my wayward son There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry no more Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show that crunches your favorite praise songs. Yeah. And that's what we're doing in this segment. When I look through the radio, scan through the stations, that's what I'm looking for. Some praise song crunching. These uh, praise songs have been submitted by our listeners on our website, tabletalkradio.org. And they clicked on the forum link, and that's where they can chat with us about our show and also uh, give us requests for praise song crunching. And the first one we have is by uh, the forum poster, Reformation1517. Now, let's run through, by the way, before we listen to the song, let's run through the cruncher real quick. What do you say? Uh, okay. So people can crunch along as they listen. Crunch we, along. We have, we have five, uh, five things. to. The, the cruncher has five points here. The first point is, is Jesus mentioned? Yes or no? The second point is, is the song clear? Very clear or obscure? Does it use sentences with subject, verbject, ob, object, <laughs> or sentence fragments, etc.? The third criteria is mysticism. Is it subjective or objective? Is it about the things that God has done? That means objective. Or is it about our own emotions and experiences? That's subjective. Does the song repeat the same phrases over and over in a hypnotic mantra? The fourth criteria is law and gospel. Does it proclaim? Does the song proclaim the law and its sternness, the gospel and its sweetness? Uh, are the law and gospel rightly divided and not mixed? Is the law presented as something we can do, or does it show us our sin? Is the gospel conditional, based on my actions, decisions, or acceptance, etc.? Yes or no. And then the fifth one, is there any false teaching? So that's the praise song cruncher that we run the praise songs through. Praise song cruncher. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Okay, so then the, the request that we received from our uh, forum poster... Reformation 1517 was the song Every Move I Make. <clears throat> and he says it's written by David Ruiz or something. Uh, the thing is about these praise songs is you have one person write it, then every praise band on the face of the earth plays these things. So you have like 90 recordings of this. So um, this this is a performance not necessarily by the by the author. Um, but here, let's, let's just take a listen to it, see how it sounds. <laughs> Go in circles from there. 
Uh, so you just heard the entirety of the song. Yeah, there That's how it goes. Now you join in like this. We should take our show on the road. Okay, well, <laughs> let's let's take a look at this uh, praise song cruncher for the lyrics of this song. The first one is, is Jesus mentioned? Yes. Here it is. Uh, second line, you make me move Jesus. And then in the, in the, here in the next part, you are my way, Jesus. Okay, he is mentioned. Yes. Clarity, is the song clear? Is it a 10 for very clear or one for obscure? And we're looking for, like, sentences with a subject, verb, and an object and things like that. Uh, every move I make, I make in you. You make me move Jesus. Now, that's not a sentence fragment. I believe that is what we sentence. call a run-on <laughs> sentence. Yes. Okay. Every breath Does that I make take, it more I obscure? breathe in you. Yes, it makes it uh, run-on sentences are uh, not as obscure as sentence fragments, but they are still, and plus, though, on this obscurity thing, I don't know what it's talking about. Every move I make, I make in you, you make me move, Jesus. What in the world does that mean? Do you know what that means? Mm, no. Uh, now, it, uh, I, what it is saying, I mean, we make our move moves in jesus and jesus moves in us to make us move now is this moving like walking around and dancing to the song i think (laughs) racquetball and (laughs) i mean so that doesn't make any sense um and then this line waves of mercy waves of grace everywhere i look i see your face uh that I also hope I don't know what that means, because if it means what it says it means, that we're going to have some trouble when we get down to point five. Uh, but I think this song is pretty obscure, because I, I, I do not know what it's talking about. Do you? Um, I really don't. Sorry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on. T- if if you, dear listener, know what this is, what in the world this is talking about, then write us and we will adjust our. Uh, are uh, uh, crunching here, but I'm going to put two for obscure. Yeah, you can always email us, by the way. Uh, just email us at questions at tabletalkradio.org. Um, even if it's a statement, you can still send it to questions at tabletalkradio.org. <laughs> we should have statements at tabletalkradio.org. <laughs> Comments. <laughs> <laughs> Sentence fragments at tabletalkradio.org. C- complaints at tabletalkradio.org. I don't know if we have enough inbox for that. Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> Not enough disk space on the server. Okay. Uh, number three is mysticism. We're looking at subjectivity or objectivity. So 10 is objective. One is subjective. I, I think this is – it's got to be some sort of goofball mysticism because uh, every breath I take, I breathe in you. Now, I mean, the first part's about moving, and the second part's about breathing. But breathing in Jesus, um, that sounds – I mean, if it – if I knew what it meant, I think I think I would know that it's mystical. It is waves of mercy, waves of grace. Your love has captured me. Oh my God, this love! How can it be? Uh, and th- there is this kind of an emotional thing. Although the the lyrics are kind of a soft emotional thing, but but the way that it's sung is is kind of just a hyped up kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, but this, I think this is going to be pretty high on the mysticism scale as well. I'm going to put two point five. 
Th- this is, by the way, the, the praise song you, you kick off the worship service with, you know, because you, you, you start it fast and then you get slower. It helps with the, with the emotional roller coaster. So you start it high. It's like Table Court Radio. We, we start out <laughs> on the high point of theological buzzwords. and we, It's all downhill from there. <laughs> segment two, we break it down low. Praise song crunching. Come in close to the radio for a little praise song crunching. <laughs> Um, where was I at a service the other day and <laughs> the pastor was doing this thing where he said and all God's people said amen then he'd pray another prayer and all God's people said amen and, but then he got really emotional with the prayers and so he ended and all God's people whispered <laughs> amen <laughs> that was a strange one yeah that's huh. <laughs> number four law and gospel does the song proclaim the law in its sternness and the gospel in its sweetness Yes, no, or I can't tell. Well, you when you talk about the love of God for us, and something like this, your love has captured me, uh, you would want that to be gospel. Waves of mercy, waves of grace, that's also kind of gospel language. But it's not answering any sort of law. I mean, there's no, I don't see any sort of need for God's mercy and grace, especially if every move I make, I make in you, you make me move, Jesus. If if Jesus is the one controlling my every move, then that he wouldn't control me to sin so that I don't even need his His, his mercy or his grace. True? True. Uh, so I think law and gospel is not only, I think it is present and completely confounded. Yeah. It, it, again, we've, we've always talked about this. When the, when the sentences aren't clear, when the song's not clear, it's hard to, it's hard to evaluate this kind of stuff. Um, so this would be, the answer is, I can't tell. Okay. Or, I, I can't tell. no. It's certainly not yes. Okay. So at least cross yes off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I can't tell, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then last but not least, is there any explicit false teaching? Uh, I think... I think maybe there is. What, evaluate this sentence. Uh, you make me move Jesus. And now, I, if that is sentence is simply, you give me life, uh, you know, I'm alive because mm. you give me life, then that could be uh, true. But but if it's saying you control all the moves I make, then that's false because he, he doesn't. He, we often uh, sin, and certainly Jesus isn't controlling that. Uh, and then this business here of everywhere I look, I see your face. I do not know what that means, but I think it's wrong. Because where do we see the face of God? Uh, we see the love of God in the face of Christ, Paul says in Corinthians. Uh, it's when we when we see Jesus in his word that we see him. But if you look at the tree or the clouds or the moon, you're not looking at the face of Jesus. Uh, that's just kind of pantheism right there in that verse. So I think there is some false teaching here. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what else that could mean. Everywhere Everywhere I look, I see your face. I mean, it could be because you're in church and you look around and all these people are smiling, singing, and then, (laughs) and because they're the body of Christ, then Jesus is present or something. I mean, that's really kind of stretching to put the best construction on this. Yeah, you're stretching. Okay, well, um, so this one didn't really make it through our praise song crunch, but we have another one coming up right after this. We're going to. Do the praise song country one more time. Don't go away. More table talk. Yeah, yeah. Waves of mercy, waves of grace. Everywhere I look, I see your face. Your love has captured me. 
now, it's time for Table Talk Extras with Vicar Evan Gigline. Listen to this hymn by Martin Luther entitled, Dear Christians, One and All Rejoice. Fast bound in Satan's chains I lay, death brooded darkly over me. Sin was my torment night and day, and sin my mother bore me. But daily deeper still I fell, my life became a living hell, so firmly sin possessed me. In this stanza, Luther does not articulate sin to be mistakes that we make, as if we could learn from them and do better next time. No, sin is like a disease that we're born into. And being born into sin is like being born into the the chains of Satan. It's tormenting. And no matter how hard we try, we just keep falling deeper. Read then what Luther writes in the fourth stanza. But God has seen my wretched state before the world's foundation. And mindful of his mercies great, he planned for my salvation. He turned to me a father's heart. He did not choose the easy part. He gave his dearest treasure. His dearest treasure is his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. If you want to see what sin looks like, all you have to do is look at the cross. For sin had its toll on Jesus. And because of that, when God looks at us through Jesus, he sees perfection. Not account of our works, but on Christ. Thanks be to God that he did not choose the easy part, but gave his dear beloved son, Jesus Christ, in our stead. Lord, for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, keep this truth in our hearts to life everlasting. Amen. This has been a production of Table Talk Radio. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, your theological game show where we crunch praise songs so you don't have to. <laughs> no, we we crunch praise songs so that you know how to oh, crunch right. praise songs. It's dangerous work, is, though. Do we, get we, hazard, we are, do we get hazard pay for this? <laughs> I should. You're the one that has to go find all these songs and yeah. listens to them. I think, uh, you know, what the point here of the praise song cruncher is that we we want to try to bring some sort of objective criteria to the songs that we use and worship, and and uh, and some and we want to bring some discernment into, I mean, into every area of our life. We do not check our brains at the door of the church. We want to always be thinking and asking questions and 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 comparing what we hear both in the sermon and also in the music to the scriptures. So the Praise Song Cruncher is a tool for you to just do that. So we, you are, if you're listening, you are enrolled in the Praise Song Cruncher Academy. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> if you could send your tuition checks to... <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Pay online, PayPal. Radio. Oh, boy. Um, so this next one is by... Table Talk Radio's favorite praise song writer that we've interviewed on the air, Chris Tomlin. <laughs> yeah, our buddy Chris Tomlin. Yeah, and this this one is called uh, Jesus Messiah, and it's from his album Hello Love, or <laughs> Hello Love, or Hello Love. I don't know. Here it is. He became sin who knew no sin. We might become His righteousness He humbled Himself And carried the cross 
right. So that's Jesus Messiah by Chris Tomlin. And let's roll. Th- oh, maybe we should read some more of the lyrics. Pastor, what about the last part? Does it finish? No, 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 no. No, we don't have that one on this one. I'm sorry. Do you want to read some more of the lyrics of this song? Sure. Uh, let's see. Towards the end here. Love so amazing. Love so amazing. Yeah. Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Redeemer. Uh, skip down a little bit. Our All our hope is in you. All our hope is in you. All the glory to you, God, the light of the world. What about this part? Um, his body, the bread, his blood, the wine. So I think, yeah, I broken think and poured out for all love. The whole earth twim- trembled and the veil was torn. I think when we interviewed him, we discovered that Chris Tomlin was a Lutheran according to his uh, material principle. Was yeah, that right? that's right. He didn't even know it. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> okay. When we, yeah, we offered him different material principles, Calvinist and uh, Reformed and, uh, and uh, Evangelical and Catholic and Lutheran, and he chose the Lutheran material yeah. principle. <laughs> That Jesus died for our sins, and that the word of promise uh, brings that to us. So, there it yeah. is. You can tell all there your friends. You okay, let's roll through this uh, praise song cruncher. The first one is, of course, is Jesus mentioned? Yes or no? Yes. In Jesus fact, is any number of times by any number of names. Yeah, very clear. I mean, as as in as far as there's no mistaking who this Jesus is. Right. So, very good. Okay, number two, clarity. Is this song clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, and object, or sentence fragments? Yeah, now here's where, in the praise song cruncher, the rubber starts to hit the road. Now, this song is certainly better than the previous song crunched, uh, Every Move I Make. Um, but still, you, in fact, I think it was looking at Chris Tomlin's songs that I started to realize the prevalence of sentence fragments in all of these praise songs. So here's here's the course. Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, the rescue for sinners, ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, Lord of all. There's not a single verb in the whole business. Huh? That's uh-huh. true. I mean, it's a list of names. So, I mean, you could you could do that with God's names, I guess, more than with other things, because his names are not only who he is, but also what he does. So when Jesus is named the rescue for sinners, that means... He rescues sinners, or the ransom from heaven means he is the one who ransoms us, who comes down from heaven to ransom us. But still, no sentences. And then when you get to this little thing, the the part you mentioned earlier, his body, the bread, his blood, the wine, uh, we're missing a key word in there, the word is, his body is the bread. Uh, so it leaves open uh, some this kind of room for so, uh, interpretation. Broken and poured out for all love, the whole earth trembled and the veil was ter- torn. It's kind of, and and I don't know, this could be either really good or really bad, uh, where he's putting the body and the blood, which is obviously a reference to the, and the bread and the wine, which is an obvious reference to the Lord's Supper, in the context of the death of Jesus and uh, the whole, and the earthquake that occurs and the tearing of the veil that occurs, that could be some really nice, sophisticated theology, or it could be a real disaster. But because it's not clear exactly what's going on, um, we don't know. So on the clarity, we're going to probably hit a four on this one. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you, you get these glimpses of truth in, in these in these phrases that it gives us, like the ransom from heaven. You know, you're seeing his incarnation there, and, and Jesus Messiah, Lord of all. And so you get those glimpses of truth, but without the sentences, we don't have the, the pure doctrine. Right, because it could be, I mean, someone could come along. You think people sing this song who believe that Jesus' body and blood is 
truly present in the Lord's Supper and that other people come along and sing the song who believe that the, the, the Lord's Supper is completely a symbolic meal. And there's room for both opinions in here. So it's not what it says, really, but it's what it doesn't say. It's what it doesn't yeah, nail right. down because it's not a sentence. By the way, that's 500 points for Evan Gigline. Okay, moving on. Oh, did you one. get your buzzword? Yeah, I said that uh, the ransom from heaven is the incarnation. You didn't, you didn't catch it. Oh. Hmm. What else is new? Okay. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> Number three. Are you, that just reminds me that I have a buzzword to pay attention to here. <laughs> Mysticism. Is the song objective or subjective? Basically, we're looking for uh, who is acting and, and who is uh, receiving the action in this. Yeah, this is not so bad. Um, he became sin who knew no sin, that we might become his righteousness. He humbled himself and carried the cross. That's a nice statement of the gospel. Um, and then it, it, there's, some, there's some subjective moments in here. Love so amazing, love so amazing, yeah. I think the word yeah in the lyrics is always going to be subjective. <laughs> Do you think you can? All our hope is in you. Uh, that's also, but generally, this song I think balances out the subjective objective pretty well. Um, so I think it's fairly objective. Uh, so I'm going to say, what do you think? Seven and a half or eight? eight. I was going to give it an eight. Let's give it an eight. Eight. Okay. And then the generosity mm. of the praise song cruncher. <laughs> there is not only room for failure in the cruncher, but there is room for success as well. Law and gospel. The song proclaimed the law in its sternness and the gospel in its sweetness. Well, there's no... It, the law is simply implied here. Uh, he became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness. I mean, that, which is basically uh, quoting Second um, Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And, and the implication there is that we need to become righteous that we are not righteous and we need to become it. So that would be your only hint of law, I believe. Uh, let me look. All Rescue for sinners. Oh, yeah. There's So if we're, that we are the sinners. So there's another mention of the mm-hmm. law. So yep. there's a little law and gospel in here. The, go, the gospel is especially clear in this first stanza. Um, but then in the second stanza, kind of unclear. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say on law and gospel, I'm going to make a new category. Almost. Okay. I mean, if it was if it was clearer, I think the answer would be yes. But because of this whole body, the bread, this, this thing in there is not. It just because we don't have sentences there, um, we we can't go all the way and say yes on this. But almost, it's right on the edge. So the the new answers we have for law and gospel is yes, no, almost, and I can't tell, but I don't think so. <laughs> Right. Okay, you need to edit that on your on your. By All the way, of you playing along at home. Uh, that's right. Change your. You can go country. to our website tabletalkradio.org and under the article. <clears throat> sorry, something wrong with my voice. Under the articles link of our our webpage, <laughs> you can you can print off this praise song cruncher and bring it to church, so you can uh, be crunching songs right there in, in church. And number five, we should do a a small one uh, that pocket sized for <laughs> pocket sized praise for song use cruncher. in church. <laughs> You, you get a little pew pencil with it. <laughs> Number five, is there any explicit false teaching in about a minute? I, I didn't see any. What do you think? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, this. I mean, really, this center, this center of stanza here. 
uh, his body the bread, his blood the wine, broken and poured out for all love. The whole earth trembled, and the veil was torn. I mean, that that I just wish I knew actually what that was talking about, because it could be very wonderful, or it could be some sort of goofy, mystical view of the Lord's Supper, uh, that the Lord's Supper itself is a sacrifice. I mean, that's what our uh, friends in the Roman Catholic Church teach, and they would really kind of like this. Um, uh, sort of uh, joining together of the Lord's Supper and the crucifixion. So, uh, but I don't think so. I don't think there's any false teaching. Okay, well that is the conclusion of the praise song cruncher. But the good news is you still have 15 more minutes to, to listen to Table Talk Radio. But we'll be playing some contemporary or traditional. Yeah, let's keep the music going here. All right. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll be right back to you at Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio has been broadcasting for just over a year now, and it remains to be everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. Over the past year, we've grown to three radio station affiliates, and we are constantly growing with more podcast listeners. But we need your help. Table Talk Radio is listener-supported. If you can help us pay the bills, visit our website, tabletalkradio.org, and click the Donate button to ensure the continuation of Table Talk Radio. Thanks for your consideration and for listening to Table Talk Radio. And we're back for Table Talk Radio. Not only do we do praise song crunching on everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show, but we also play contemporary or traditional. And uh, this, <laughs> this game is where we, where we read off a hymn, and then the other co-host has to determine whether this, the hymn is contemporary or traditional. And how do we do that, Pastor? Well, the dividing line is 1750. If the hymn comes... <laughs> did we play this game with Chris Tallman, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> if a hymn is written before 1750, that makes it traditional. And if it's written after 1750, that makes it contemporary in the mind of Table Talk Radio hosts. Uh, 1750 <laughs> is the dividing line between old and new. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, my first. Are you ready for the first one I have for you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here it now. Go. Oh, but we should say uh, for those of you playing along at home in the Table Talk Radio uh, home game, the the one of the, the things that we're looking for is there is a bit of a move in hymnody after 1750. Now, this isn't a hundred percent, but this is kind of when the age of Romanticism begins to affect the writing of hymns in the church. So you will notice a little bit more of a romantic kind of subjective feel in many of the hymns after 1750 uh, than the more kind of very ob- objective and doctrinal hymns before 1750. Now, this is not a hard and fast rule, but that's really the only thing we have to go for as we listen to the words and as we guess. So so there you go. Yeah, tell us more. That's it. Okay, good stall. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, thy boundless love to me, no thought can reach, no tongue declare. Unite my thankful heart with thee, and reign without a rival there. To thee alone, dear Lord, I live, myself to thee, dear Lord, I give. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I know, I say, I know that hymn, Jesus, thy boundless love to me. Um. Hmm. But I can't think. Uh, hmm. 
Jesus, I bound. It is kind of a subjective thing, but I think it's an old hymn. It's a beautiful hymn. Jesus, I bound this love to me. Uh, is that a Gerhard hymn, which would make it uh, traditional? Do you have another stanza here? Yeah, I can read as many as you want. Oh, grant that nothing in my soul may dwell but thy pure love alone. Oh, may thy love possess me whole, my joy, my treasure, and my crown. All coldness from my heart remove my every act, word, thought, be love. I think, see, this is the kind of tricky business because there's this fellow Paul Gerhardt and a couple of the, uh, these other hymn writers who wrote before the, our dividing line, but they wrote kind of object, uh, subjective hymns like that. Uh, and I think this sounds an awful lot like that. Now, note, please, though, as we're as we're going through the hymn, uh, that this thing would pass the cruncher with flying colors. I mean, it's talking about clearly about Jesus, about his death. Uh, it's talking in sentences, etc., etc., and then our response to that. Um, but I'm going to say that is a traditional hymn. Correct. It was written. Now, see, this this is why I had to stall because. Um, in the latest Lutheran hymnal, Lutheran service book, it has that the text is by uh, Nicholas Zinzendorf, but in, oh. in the Lutheran hymnal it has Paul Gerhardt. Uh-huh. So I don't know what the discrepancy is, so I need to find out, and I will post the answer in the forum at tabletalkradio.org. So I don't oh. know if this is a Gerhardt or if it's a Zinzendorf, but um, either way it was translated at some point by John Wesley. Aha. So, but traditional nonetheless. Very good, Pastor. All right. I've got one for you. Uh, do we give the names of the hymns, or do you... Oh, I get points for that, don't I? Oh, points. I guess. 200 points. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Here is a hymn for you. I'm kind of in the Pentecost section here about Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, hear us. On this sacred day... Come to us with blessing. Come with us to stay. Is there more? That stanza one. Okay. Here stanza two. Come as once thou camest to the faithful few, patiently awaiting Jesus' promise true. Okay. I'll give you stanza five. Oh, sure. Lighten thou our darkness. Be thyself our light. Strengthen thou our weakness. Spirit of all might. This and then is... this is my, my favorite stanza here, six. Spirit of adoption, make us overflow with thy sevenfold <laughs> blessing and in grace to grow. Um, I don't know if you get points for that. What do you mean? Get <laughs> adoption, that's the buzzword. You, are you kidding to but find a hymn you, with adoption in it? But the point of the game is to work it into your conversation. You just read a stanza. What? <laughs> that's part of the game here. This is a whole big <laughs> spiel. I think I get double points okay. is what I think. Uh, write us in uh, questions at tabletalkradio.org <laughs> or post on our forum at tabletalkradio.org. Let us know if you think Pastor Wolfmuller receives points for that. Anyway. I, I, there, a disputation has arisen among the theologians <laughs> of Table Talk Radio. Uh, oh, this is a boy. great hymn to kind of see what the work of the Holy Spirit is. Uh, for some reason, people can, don't know can, or confuse what the work of the Holy Spirit is. So um, if, if, you, if you have any questions about that, just turn to this hymn. What's the name of it again? Holy Spirit, hear us. Uh, it's 229 in the Lutheran hymnal, the old red one. Very good. Uh, you can get the lyrics, by the way. There's this Lutheran-hymnal.com website that has all the lyrics of all the hymns. That If you don't have a hymnal handy, you can look it up there. It's a nice website. Very good. Okay, I'm going to say this is traditional just because of the language. It's, it's very objective, not subjective really at all. Um, it, uh, 
we we as people are the uh, receiver of all the actions in the in the in the hymn. So I've got to say this is traditional. That's a good guess. Seven, 1816 is when it was written. Oh. So you missed the date by 66 years. Joseph Moore, 1816 is the date of this hymn. So no points for you. <sighs> it's a good idea though. It's nice to hear too. The, these the you know the the hymns have a different purpose than the praise songs. And maybe this game really kind of shows how clearly that is, is that the hymns certainly were praising God for the work that he does, uh, for the gifts that he brings, but it's really extolling his works and it's teaching the things that he does. They're, they're teaching and praising at the same time, while the the modern praise song is really simply trying to get you wrapped up in the uh, in the emotional experience of worship. I think that's what Chris Tomlin told us the purpose of, of worship was. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, we have it, we have it on our website, tabletalkradio.org, and the table scraps. So why not just go back and let's do it again? Okay, that the next hymn I have for you for contemporary or traditional. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong, a perfect plea. A great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. Here's another another stanza. My name is graven on his hands. My name is written on his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me thence depart. That's a nice one. There's some gospel for you there. That image of I have engraven you on the palm of my hands comes from one of the prophecies of Isaiah. And I think one of the most beautiful pictures of the gospel is a picture of the hand of Jesus with a big hole in it from a nail. And that verse underneath, I've graven you in the palm of my hands, that that the the Lord's love is so deep that it has scarred his incarnate body. Whew. Uh, and this hymn brings that marvelous truth to us. I mean, how can you you sing that without... Uh, again, this has a kind of objective feel to it, um, but this bringing in the Old and New Testament stuff, uh, I think is going to mark it either as very old or, or newer. Uh, so I'm going to take a guess on this one simply because the other one was uh, traditional. I'm going to say this one is contemporary. That is correct. Contemporary it is. Oh, man. Um, written by uh, Charlie Deschez or something. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he was born in 1841, so he could have possibly written this before 18, uh, 1750. Right. All right. Your turn. There you go. You want one more? I, I am do. cleaning house. I wrote down another 200 points, giving me now... <clears throat> Something like 2,400. You have like 400 points, and I have 500 for the buzzword, so I'm still beating you. There is this disputed, disputed <laughs> 500 points. 500 points hanging hang in the balance. <laughs> and I don't know if you even how... get the full 500. Oh, come now. What, however Our, many points you think Pastor deserves, uh, email us, questions at tabletalkradio.org. Call us at 866-851-5523. Or post on our website, tabletalkradio.org. And remember how my delicate ego hangs in the balance of getting table, <laughs> meaningless table talk radio points. Not Here's only, the last not one. only ego, but self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, all of it. <laughs> my, uh, let's see. Here's the last hymn. Is this it? Here it is. Lord, keep us steadfast in thy word. Curb those who fain by craft and sword would wrest the kingdom from thy son and set at naught all he hath done. Oh, beautiful. Lord Jesus Christ, thy power make known, for thou art Lord of lords alone. Defend thy Christendom that we may evermore sing praise to thee. And then here's the final stanza. O comforter of priceless worth, send peace and unity on earth. 
support us in our final strife, and lead us out of death to life. Amen. Beautiful. This is just a nice hymn to pray. Take take that hymnal or that page in the hymnal and just pray it. That that's a great hymn. Um, that I happen to know this one is written by uh, the reformer himself, Martin Luther, which would make him traditional. True enough. Three right. stands of prayer that the Lord would keep the church uh, in his true doctrine, uh, prayer to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The whole thing is doxological. Uh, Luther wrote it. And Herman Sasa, you know, Herman, you could say sassy probably, but I, I prefer to pronounce that Sasa, uh, said that the church still still survives because every day she prays, Lord, keep us steadfast in thy word. Very good. Well, uh, I'm at 700 points and 500 points hanging the balance for you, but it's all out of time. So... Uh, thank you all for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like a what would Jesus do bracelet on the wrist of an antinomian. <laughs> <laughs> Completely useless. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.